There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If anyone listens and has slaves, do not let them clean your weapons. Even if you can't be bothered to do it yourself. We all, no one likes to clean their guns. If anyone's listening and is a it's, slave, get a weapon. It's not. No one likes to clean guns. It's a boring, it's a thankless task. But as demonstrated by this ship, you, you do it yourself all the time. Yeah, it's very sad. Mm. That's the thing about history is it doesn't always go the way you want it to. No, and it's already happened, so there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Sort of sat and long bone-idly sort of reading it in broken English off a phone, um, long passing it off as entertainment. <laughs> the Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to The Year Is podcast, the podcast where every episode, me, comedian, philanthropist, Father, home liver, Mm -hmm. car driver, Bobby Mayer, and degenerate. (laughs) No, I get to to do yours and mine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, no, you know. Degenerate, thoughtless, (laughs) dullard. And comedian, Red Richardson. Thank you very much. We go back to a year in history. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the strangest things that have happened in that year. Interesting. That's what the podcast is, if you're new to it. Yeah, that, I think that, I like that, actually, every week getting to talk about me a bit. Yeah. And then. You, I'll, do, I'll do them next week. No, no, it's me. I do them every time. <laughs> Why? What would you say about me? Uh, pathetic, no, untrustworthy, slimy. Wait, I'm actually. What's the opposite of pathetic? Competent. Yeah, that's not the opposite, but I'm that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not. I'm. I'm unslimy. A competent man. I was on the way here. I am considering a trip to Tulum, Mexico. Have you been, Jody? No, no. What's there? It looks good. It's uh in Mexico. This always happens, though. You, I feel like every month you're mm-hmm. fantasizing about a different holiday. Well, this is the one. That is, that, but that there is was, kind of your MO for life. There was, well, yeah, why not? Who isn't, you know? There was uh, thoughts of the Maldives, but then there's been a price issue. Um, how they see, you know, what, they, what it should cost is not, is yeah, not, the is not in line. <laughs> is overvaluing themselves. Yeah, so until they lower the price. It does look very good. But no, I was talking to someone, I was like, have you been to Tulum? And they said, oh, it's really touristy. Which I find it funny when 
a tourist says that. You know, they go, oh, but like they don't see themselves as being a tourist. They're like, no, I just blend into the culture, you know? <laughs> Listen, Red, mm. I want to feel special when yeah. I'm there. Mm. I want to feel like the white savior <laughs> like, who what, has arrived. Everyone thought you were from Gambia. <laughs> yeah, they, it's called the, the Gambia. The but, Gambia, you know what uh, I mean? Like, it's just. As someone who's been. Yeah, I, you have been. But I, that's what I want. I want to show up and feel like, oh my God. Well, I'm not like the other people. They, no, not, I'm not like the other people. They can't even believe I came. Mm. Wow. It's like in Thailand, I go, can I have pad Thai, but make it Thai spicy and give them a look like, I'm one of you guys. I'm not one of those plebs. And, and then, then I'd like start crying and vomit. Ten minutes too later. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what do you do to this? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we are at an age where people. Because when you're like 20, people are like, want to go to an all-inclusive, and you're like, ugh. Oh, no, and I'm now con- it's like, that is, yes, What please. time am I eating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds great. Just lead the pigs to the trough, please. I was looking at some all-inclusives. And inclusive. the pigs will pay to eat. <laughs> some all-inclusives in Spain. And I found some proper, like, they're basically like giant council estate hotels sort of things with like a pool in the middle. And then they do, uh, it's all-inclusive, but they're like, a variety of drinks and spirits you can drink all day. And I just thought... And by a variety, they mean one. They mean vodka and Coke or whiskey and Coke. And I just had this image of just just a sort of British couple just drink without any ice, just whiskey and Coke all day by the pool. Yeah. Racist at 2 p.m., uh, fighting each other at 4 p.m., by 6, probably fighting someone else, 8, karaoke. Yeah, that's probably the routine. So, what's mm. your what's your strategy? Like, when you get to Tulum, what do you want? Um, I want to go in this new fantasy. And I've actually googled how to say it, and I can't remember how to say it. But the canotes, the sea notes, you know, those underground caves you can swim in. <clears throat> I want to go there. I mean, do you want to swim in a cave? I don't think I, I don't think I could. I like the idea of it. It'd be too scary. It'd be. They have a crocodile, but they say he's friendly. Well, they drug him. That's yeah, what they, yeah. Whenever, whenever a crocodile is really friendly, it means they uh, his breakfast is ketamine. Yeah, he's just... And he just lays there in a confused daze while people touch him. Yeah. And he sits there thinking, if I could get, if I, if I avoid breakfast one day, I'm going to eat all of them. Yeah, one, yeah. If somehow I get, I get away from this breakfast that will be force feeding me. I'm going to fucking bite you all. <laughs> I'll be I'm the one. I'm going to eat your kids in front of you. It's uh, then people won't even be. They'll be like. He shouldn't not gone into his habitat. That's what happens, you know. And someone put that "fuck around, find out" meme underneath her. I like "fuck around, find out." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's that. There's the uh, Mayan temples I could go visit. Um, well, you it could, just it looks good. Well, you always be kidnapped by a cartel. Yeah, that I've happens had, that, a lot. That's a worry. But what they do? They kidnap. Um, Often they just tourists. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't Google it. I'm a tourist. You I would, quickly I become a tourist. I wouldn't Google it. They do uh... really. Jody, can you quickly Google? Do you can you get kidnapped in Tulum? <laughs> to Google Tulum safe. Imagine if they kidnap me. Well, this podcast was my only hope. <laughs> they had to... Our Patreons. Patreons had to bail me out. <laughs> we need to donate to Red's kidnapping fund. Okay, Red, well... I... Jody, Jody, you'd have to cancel the sliding down the side of the building. No, you know what would happen, though. What? They'd all give five pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, that's what you gave to Jody, that's what we give to you. Hope the kidnappers like it. According to OSAC, the Overseas Security Advisory Council... Mm-hmm. 
Tulum is moderately safe to visit and travelers Moderately ex- safe. Yeah. Tra- travelers should exercise increased caution in the area. Okay. There Can you bo- try and buy cocaine at five in the morning in dangerous areas in Tulum? Google that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Buying cocaine. <laughs> five AM. Is is it safe? Yeah. No, I think you're fine unless you do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think if you walk around And also I think if you sent like Rosie to get it, mm. that's safer. Possibly. Because she just has a nicer way about her and a and sweet energy. Yeah. Well, it's safer for me because she'll be in, in danger. <laughs> Instead of you. <laughs> Instead of me. That's why it's safe. But the food looks great and it's so cheap. I found Airbnb, £70 a night. You can have your own like But you're not penthouse. asking the why is this cheap question. What time of year are you wanting to I'm go? I'm going to go peak season, January. And it's still... Is that warm? Yeah, it's hot. Okay. £450 return, direct flight. And as someone who travels once to twice a year, a direct flight is a, is a godsend. Uh, yeah, a layover. I hate layovers more than anything in the world. So, yeah, there we are. Could I come? No. <laughs> Whoa, I feel like we've been enjoying each other's company on the podcast. I feel yeah, like yeah, maybe we could do a pod trip. Just, if you come, Jody's got to come. I say, uh, Rosie... We can't do it on Zoom. I'm bringing the podcast with me. <laughs> and we've got to bring this. And Jenny has to set it up everywhere we go. <laughs> and we'll just be podcasting the whole trip. Yes. That's not really a holiday for Rosie, is it? <laughs> uh, well, she'll have to like help with the cameras and carrying the equipment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd I be mean, good, though. It is, it is dangerous out there. There is, like, the cartels are definitely... Uh, Definitely at each other's throats, shall we say. Jody, can you mo- uh, Google murders to loom? Yeah, have a look if there's anyone been... Sh- I think there's... <clears throat> there is a lot. I don't know if people... I don't know if tourists get kidnapped and held to ransom. I think that's... We're going to find out. Um, April 12th, 2023. Mexican tourists shot to death during robbery in resort town of Tulum. <laughs> that's a Mexican tourist, they said, didn't... You look... Very Mexican that could red. Be me. <laughs> That's <laughs> shot to death. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and uh, okay, how about this one? Eleventh of February, twenty twenty-three. Two dead after violent altercation in a Tulum hostel. Okay, well, I won't be in a hostel. Do, <laughs> does, but how can he be a Mexican tourist? Well, he's he's Mexican, but he's not from Tulum. Okay, so it's like if I went. Wait, to... if I go to Wigan, Wigan, am I a tourist? You're a Wigan tourist. That's that's so funny. <laughs> yes, I'm a tourist. I'm just visiting Wigan. <laughs> yeah. I'm touring Wigan. Fourth yeah. um, of April, 2023. Four dead in drug-related shooting on Mexican on Mexico Beach in Cancun. Sorry, Mexico is plagued by cartel-related bloodshed that's seen more than 300,000 people killed since 2006. I might go to Wigan. I think. <laughs> The, the Wigan Any tourists. other Tulum murders? Go, oh, I want Wigan's, Wigan's been ruined by tourism. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's so touristy. Yeah. Uh, when I go up there, I say to the people, I'm like, oh, God, you might get sick of the that tourists. Guy's, that guy's from the Midlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you're missing the whole spring break element of uh, Mexico and, and fajitas. I think <laughs> if you focus on that stuff and not the, not the fucking car bombings and shootings, please, Jody. And but yeah, sometimes they don't shoot them. Sometimes they like cut their heads off. They cut their heads <laughs> off, or they just bury them in a. They put them in a shallow grave and then shoot them once they're in the grave. Yeah, that happens as well. That's yeah, a, that's a fact. Or cut off the. And they're they cut so off the violent, hands. aren't they? They do stuff. They think like shooting someone is just like too tame. They do the. Remember the oh, it was Colombian necktie? Have you heard? It's horrible. They 
they slit your throat and pull your tongue out from your through your throat, and it's a sort of like like funny prank that kills you. That seems mean. It does, yeah. It's disgusting, but they are they are very brutal. Yeah. Mm. Kind of medieval in the uh, yeah. their approach to violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like put a rat Guys, in a box have and you scratch not heard your belly. Of drone strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the civilized world now, that's we, how we kill. That's how we kill. Yes. We press a button, your wedding is over. Because <laughs> we have humanity. Yeah. Um, we've advanced. So what year are we doing today, Bobby? Wouldn't you like to know? Mm. Uh, we're doing a year. I actually would. In which? Why are we doing it? Well, I just thought of it, and then I thought, I wonder if anything could happen that year. Mm. And then it did. Well, so you're I just pondering it. a year. You thought, yeah, I wonder what happened in. that it year. It popped in. And then I found some stories like, we're going back to mm. 1766. 1766. Now, I didn't know much about it. No. It's pre-American Revolution. Yeah. Kind of murky. But I found this cool story. So there was a war between uh, Burma, mm. modern-day Myanmar, and Thailand, modern-day Thailand. <laughs> so... In 1766, outside the walls of the Thai capital of Ayataya. <laughs> Not Bangkok, just say Bangkok. Uh, well, I don't actually know if it's the same place. Okay, okay. Tens of thousands of invaders from Burma, mm -hmm. under the command of General Naimayo. Oh, God. Fire paint and General Maya. <laughs> Why do you just do English, English history, Bobby? <laughs> are confronted by Thai defenders led by General Piatakshin. <laughs> the defenders are overwhelmed and survivors take refuge inside Ayataya. <laughs> the siege continues for 15 months. Before mm. the Burmese attackers collapse the walls by digging tunnels and setting fire to debris, the city falls on April 9th, 1767, and King Etkat <laughs> is killed. King Etkat. Now, who's King Etkat? That's probably what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, luckily, I know quite a bit about it. Oh, that's good. So, King. Etcat <laughs> was a son of Boromacot. Yeah. His elder brother, Taima Tibetic, was made the front palace in 1732. So I think that means like, you, hey, you're going to be king. So yeah. his older brother, Taima Tibetic, was made, you're going to be king. <laughs> However, Taima Tibet had an affair with two of his father's wives. Okay, nice. Which I got to say, that takes some game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Especially if his dad's the king, am I right? His dad is the king. He's a prince, and he is mm. fucking his dad's wives. You know who do that? Prince Louis. Yeah. Our future king. His little waves. I love that kid. Um, <laughs> that medieval prince. He's a real throwback, isn't he? Okay, so, uh, yeah, he's sleeping with his dad's wives. So then, 
just do that from now on. Just we know it's in time and just say the king and his son. You don't have to do any names. <laughs> no. I, think, I think we leave the names. No, I can do the names. Well, then I'm the podcast becomes something very different. It's not. I, I think, think we. I think we lose some of our credibility as historians when you read the names out like that. Okay. Well, I was just reading them phonetically. Um, I love the thought of someone who's just going, oh, I need a new history podcast, clicking on this and just crashing their car with anger. <laughs> <laughs> like a historian or like a history teacher or just someone who just has a level of intelligence and, and just goes, no, this is... This we is- are the two smartest men in the world. That is true. So, he's fucking his dad's wife, which is kind of hot. Mm-hmm. That's some That was like you porn energy mm-hmm. in the 1700s. You yeah, know, now yeah. you porn filled... With the step fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Back then, this guy was leading the charge. <laughs> okay. However, we'll call him Ekitat. Ekitat. He found out about his brother fucking his dad's wives. Because his brother told him. That's not good. Oh, no, sorry. He, his brother found out, and then he told... The king. Yeah. So his brother snitched him out. His brother Getting in competition him out. out of the way so he can be king. And then because he fucked his dad's wives, he was thus beaten to death. Um, and none of them were his mum, I'm no. assuming. Okay. He's not that disgusting. He was no. beaten to death. Who by? Well, his dad got some people to oh beat him to death. <laughs> That's horrible. Could have shot him in the head. They didn't have guns, I don't think, in 1766. No, drones? Did they have drones? No, they couldn't, they, they couldn't do humanitarian <laughs> drone strikes then. Yeah, maybe just poison his food. I think beating to death seems a bit harsh, especially on your own son. One would agree, mm-hmm. but I don't. You don't agree, no. One would. Listen, you have to, you have to, if, if you, let's say you have 10 sons. One of your sons starts fucking all your wives, not their mom. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Then... You either set an example or there's a worry that the rest of your sons are going to fuck your wives. And they, I suppose if you've got 10 kids, they're very get quite disposable. By the way, this guy doesn't have 10 kids. I made that up. Oh, okay. I was okay. just picking a number. Mm. I don't well, know. We probably did. I think most has. medieval kings had 10. Probably, more, probably even more. Joe Nick Cannon's got 12 children. Yeah, he, he loves to come. Mm. He's got good sperm. and But he says he dates women of a certain age, and he says they all are of an age where they want to start having babies. So he's like, who am I to deny them of that? Can you imagine having a child with someone that already has 11 children? <laughs> but he like, earns millions. So you know he earn millions? But you cut that, you, yeah, that million becomes oh. half a million after taxes. Because, then you just start cutting the, the pie up. The, the pie is not very much small. left. No. Like, they'll be like Nick Cannon's kid. But they'll be like, look, I'm I'm not that rich. Trust me. Yeah. Like, there's 12 of us. Uh, now, and there's only 12 now. Ca- there's going to oh, be gonna more. he's going to keep going. He's a breeder. He's only like 45 years old. He'll probably he'll be having kids. De Niro's just had a kid at 79. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, he's seventh. What? De Niro's seventh. Seventh kid. Yeah. There's 79. The dust he must be coming. Well, no, clearly not. He's having children. But, but like... I feel like it is so selfish to have a kid at 79. I don't... People on Twitter are saying that. And they're going, what a yeah. selfish... And you're like, oh, just what? Like, you're, you're, you're going to die. And it's like, okay, but you know... But it is. <laughs> yeah. It is selfish. He's De Niro. He's leaving behind like 10 million pounds yes. to that one However, child. However, it's like, what do you get for your eighth birthday? My father passed away. Yeah. Like, statistically... His dad will die on his fourth birthday. 
Or if he's lucky on his 16th. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the best he's going to get. It's, it's, but who is the lady? Because I thought De Niro was splitting up with his wife because she's she, she'd be shopping, apparently. I, I'm not sure. I don't, he didn't reveal who the, the lucky lady is. Didn't he blame her? He said he, she's the reason he's had to do shit films because she's always spending his money. I really like His that. son is an estate agent okay. with one exclusive client. His dad. Yes. His dad. Yeah, De Niro has a property empire. So De Niro, property. when he was filming Taxi Driver, was driving around in Brook, you know, um, bits of uh, New York, Brooklyn, stuff like that. Where is it? It's called um, what's his film festival? Tribeca. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he saw these warehouses and were like, "What? What's the? They're just derelict." And he was like, "What are these doing?" And yeah, when he's and everyone, what's funny is everyone goes, "Yeah, he method acted for the whole time." It's like method acting a deranged cab driver who also. Has an eye for fucking real estate. <laughs> yeah. But he bought the factories. And yeah. now, so he owns like shit loads. And his son was like, mm, maybe I'll become an actor. And then was like, actually, Dad, can I just sell your houses for you for like 15%? Yeah. Awesome. What a life. Just building an empire. He owns Nobu as well, Janeiro. What's Nobu? It's like a really expensive, like Japanese restaurant. I think they have, what is it called? It's like, they've got this thing called like blackfin cod, which is, there's like, it's been fished into basic extinction, but you can still get it in Nobu. There's if, one. If De Niro likes there's you. There's one fish it. left. Yeah. They're one. just cutting off pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got it in a tank at Nobu. They breed it. And then when it's, but he owns that. So the kid's going to be all right. He's going to, you know, be like, look, he's going to be sad though. Yeah, so but. People die. You know, the six-year-olds who live, you know, and... Everyone I know mm. whose parents died when they were really young is yeah. pretty fucked up about it for a, quite a while. Of course, it's upsetting. And then when they're but, old, they mention it. It, like, stays with them forever. It's just a mean you know what, thing. You know what makes what gets you over grief? Eating a rare extinct fish, yeah. <laughs> which he's going to be able to do and, for the rest of his life. Just, they'll have the funeral after party <laughs> yeah, at Nobu. Yeah, Nobu. Al Pacino will be there. Yeah, look to eat a. Chip. Kevin Hart will probably be there. You know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of fun people at De Niro's funeral. That kid is going to be comforted by some very talented Scorsese. rich people. Scorsese. De Niro's my favorite actor of all time. It's weird though. Now when I see him in something, I go, oh. Because I, I'm triggered by, like, analyze this, I think. <laughs> but in the 70s, he made better better films than anyone. I think his run, you know, it was like yeah. Godfather, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, King of Comedy. That was that run of, like, four or five movies. Where Deer you know, Hunter. Deer Hunter. I thought the Deer Hunter was boring. And I know that's uh, me. Is that the, I've seen Deer Hunter. The wedding scene at the beginning goes on for, like, 45 minutes. And I like, you know, obviously the bit when he's slapping him going, Mao, and the guys, you know, and they're playing Russian roulette. That's fun. <laughs> the rest of it, bit fucking boring, I've got to say. Well, tell him. Let him know. I will. I will. I'll bloody tell him. I'll, I'll turn up. I'll tell his kid. Do you know why? <laughs> the six-year-old. The irony, Who's though, that is to... he probably didn't want a kid, but because of the arthritis in his hands, he was unable to roll a condom oh, over his Viagra-filled penis. He, his fingers were too arthritic to roll a condom, so he just thought, ah, oh, fuck it. Just no doming this one. He probably can't do it. I doubt he has the dexterity in his fingers because it takes quite a bit of, you know, it's not easy to do. And then sometimes you do it and you only get like halfway down the shaft. And then you have to put, the, you try to put the condom on again, you stretch it out and like try to pull it over like a balloon. And it it's not going to work. So, I mean, I'm guessing what probably happened. 
as yeah. he just was like, I can't do this. Child number seven. He's got cross-century children. And he didn't want to embarrass himself to, like, the fucking 18-year-old he's fucking. <laughs> Who is it, J.D.? <laughs> no, is, it's, not, it's ev- not out. I checked. Oh, it's not out. Everyone always goes after the man in this. Like, Mick Jagger, they went after him. Who are these women letting these men do this? I Why mean, listen, you... she t- she's taken one for the team to be set up for the rest of her life. Yeah. And she had to, she had to endure... He's also one of the most talented people that's ever lived. Yeah, sure. But regardless, it's an 80-year-old skeleton hovering over top and inside of you and just, like, rocking back and forth into you. And you have to be aware of <laughs> He's their... He's got a really intense face their, as well. Their, yeah, yeah, their hip injury and their knee injury. Oh, and they go down on you and oh, then they, get, they fall asleep. This is meant to be a history They just fall asleep and then he wakes up. He, he wakes up and you have to pretend he didn't fall asleep because it'll embarrass him. Oh He's very God. touchy. He went out with Naomi Campbell, I think, yeah. back, back in the day. Yeah. Well, I imagine maybe she just does all the work. Maybe he just lies down and he just she just cradles atop him. When was De Niro born? He was born obviously probably in the 30s, 20s, I reckon. No, 30s. 43. 43. So his son... His 20s. He's 100. <laughs> on his son's 20th birthday, his dad was born 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And then if his son lives to 100... His son will live to see the next century, most likely. Yeah. So that means that's a three-century... It's insane. Yes. You know, I read something the other day. Someone said, uh, Charles Dance's dad... Was born in eighteen seventy four. That's fucking like that. yeah. crazy. It was it was something really mental like that. But yeah, so the Thai king has his son beat to death. This is a lesson we do. We, you learn stuff from this podcast, moral stuff as well. If yeah. you're out there and you're trying to sleep with one of your dad's wives, don't do it because he will get beaten to death. So then, Ekatat. Who was next in how line? How could we forget Ekatat? That's definitely not how you say his name. That's how it's about Ekatat. <laughs> well, everyone that knows how to say his name is dead because I it think was the a while eight ago. people in Thailand who listen to us are never doing it again. But yeah, he was next in line and uh, to be the king boy. However, the king halted the appointment and said, "You're incompetent." So he didn't get. He said, "You're incompetent. You're not going to be king." So. One year before his death, he decided to skip to skip him, right? And, yeah. and uh, forced him into the priesthood mm-hmm. and appointed his younger brother, Athumapon, as the front palace. Okay. That's what they call mm. a king. In May 1758, Boromakot, that's the king, he died. Uthapon was then crowned. However, two months after that, Ekatat returned and claimed for the throne. He settled himself in the Suryat Amarin Palace. Therefore came his name, Somdet Fratinang Suryat Amarin. Literally, the king of Suryat Amarin Palace. Glad you cleared that up. Good. I'm sure everyone's following this very riveting, <laughs> easy to follow story. It is easy to follow, <laughs> it really thank is. you. It's just so. Umathon arrested and executed two of his half-brothers, whose names were we're not going to say. We're not, we're not. If you're unwilling to say them. (laughs) So he killed two of his half-brothers, then he abdicated, entered the priesthood, and said, Ekatat, you can be king, because he saw the writing on the wall. Ekatat was a fucking psycho, was going to kill him, so he just took care of the other two brothers, stepped aside. Mm -hmm. So three out of the five brothers are dead by each other's hands, Mm -hmm. and there's two left. What steps is that? Ekatat, 
Now you're king. So, according to uh, a... What is funny? This is good. No, keep going. Yeah, according to who? An account of Siamese captive after the fall of Ayataya. (laughs) The early years of Akitat witnessed a revival attempt. The king followed the tradition of donating money to temples, building new temples. The trade with foreigners was supported. The western coast of ports were active. However, according to Burmese and English accounts, when the Mons took refuge in the kingdom after the Burmese conquest, Ayatahaya became the next target of the Burmese. However, the king was incompetent and only interested in the different pleasures of the flesh. <laughs> so Ekatat loved pussy. Yeah. Or dick, we don't know. But he fucking loved it, right? So, then, bang, 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 bang. There's a war. Ekatat is killed. Sad. Poor Ekatat. It'd be funny if the brother that lived the longest was, uh, you know, the guy who decided to be a priest. Yeah. Like in Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, the yeah, old yeah. blind Targaryen dude, Aemon. Yeah, Remember yeah. Remember he's like the last Targaryen, he's still there. Oh, yeah, God, I forgot he was Targaryen, wasn't he? Yeah. The, the one-eyed raven or whatever. Yeah. Was, no, it was, who was, was that Bran? I can't remember now. No, he was the three-eyed raven. He's the three-eyed raven. The one-eyed raven is less good than a normal raven. Yeah, that's You can't that's brag shit. about being yeah. a one-eyed raven. <laughs> I got one eye. Oh, I got two, you fucking loser. Mm. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's sad when families fight. But that used to be how, in a lot of ancient kingdoms, that's how it is. They'd have, even Ottoman Empire, they'd have a bunch of kids. And then, and the Ottoman Empire is only a few hundred years ago. They'd have a, and up until the 19 fucking end of World War One. They'd have a bunch of kids, and they'd say, yeah, yeah, fight it out. Mm. And the fucking last one, you know, mm. kind of like encourages competition. But it seems mean to make your, to have a bunch of kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then be like, well, whoever doesn't, whoever is left alive gets to be king. Fuck. I'm still thinking about that Daenerys thing, the fact that if he lives to 100, he'll be like, my dad was born... 200 years ago yeah that's mad yeah anyway sorry it is mad mm. i know all because of his poor arthritic fingers <laughs> stop it <laughs> and he couldn't curl what, what what other info have you got from uh on, on ekatat no i think we've, we've done ekatat haven't we <laughs> it's funny because you can't like remake these people like genghis khan i'm sure many times has been Pitched like let's make the Genghis Khan story, but you can't because the amount of like horrible stuff that they did that we can't try and put into sort of fantasy. I think you mean rape. Yes, I was dancing around it, but yeah, there was. I'm sure everyone would love to make the because his story is amazing. You know, they killed his dad. They're gonna make it. He was outcast. Is that the Mongols? Yeah, he was. No, I just so this podcast I listened to Empire. Uh, the the guy hosts it, William Dal Rumpel. He's a Scottish historian who lives in India. Well, it says name. R- William Dal Rumpel. I think you can't say names. Is this a, <laughs> is this a condition? You can't say places. His last name's or... Del Rumpel. What <laughs> okay. do you think it is? I'm just sure it's not said like that. That's how he says <laughs> no it. No one's called Del Rumpel. That's how he says his last name, Del okay. Rumpel. Okay. He he just he's written a book about the the mm, Mongol mm, Empire mm, that's mm. getting adapted into a TV oh, show. Oh, wicked! 
Well, it, either good or bad. You know, when they have like like that Vikings show where they got that idiot like H and M model in the lead. Utrid, son of Utrid, I tried to watch. And just... I've actually been cast in the new the you, spinoff. What are you in? The Vikings spinoff. Are you? Yeah, called Little Vikings. Little Vikings. Yeah, I'm the king. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a story of the, a, a lesser known story about the Viking Empire where all everyone over 16 died. Mm -hmm. And except me. Mm. And then uh, I'm the king. And then it's a bunch of teens. <laughs> and. Uh, it's in the development phases. I'm, yeah. It's being written by by me. And, uh, <laughs> He's so, developing it with Bobby Mayer yeah, Productions. Bobby and B, no, BM Prod. BM Prod. Which is also the the offices of where we're sat now. Yeah. Well, this is this room can is many things. <laughs> BM Prod Studios, uh, Shovel Studios. What's the budget at the moment? Uh, the, the budget of what? Of <laughs> your your series where you're the well, only, it, everyone dies who's over sixteen. <laughs> Each episode will cost millions because um, mm -mm. you know you Legal. need a lot of they'll need a lot of intimacy coordinators for the scenes <laughs> I have planned. Record numbers, of <laughs> a record number of intimacy coordinators for all the scenes I have planned. Consent and, forms. And actually, they're going to be like, Bobby, this is your show. Do you want to? You've written it. Yeah. You're producing it. Do you want to direct? And I'll say, no, I want to intimacy coordinate. Oh, I want to coordinate the intimacy. The, that's the, anyone who wants to do that job <laughs> is definitely not. not uh, in, <laughs> yeah, God. It's okay. Like, uh, what do you mean? You, no, no, I just think that's where my skills would be best used <laughs> in uh, telling the teens how to sex each other. Oh, my uh, what else happened that year, Bobby? In Please make it Western or just sayable somehow. Okay, well, don't worry, there's more. Oh, no. Where are we? What part of the world are we going to? Uh, the the Mirman Slave Mutiny. Oh, no. <laughs> Where was that? Well, obviously it was in Mirman. Mm -hmm. Where's Mirman? Is that a place? It's a Merman. So, give me a second. Do -do -do, doing a podcast with Derek Zoolander. I'm not. <laughs> so, there was a mutiny on a ship. Yeah. That's what you need to know. So, the slave, the Meerman slave mutiny, a slave mutiny on Meerman. One of the Dutch in East India Company's fleet of slave ships took place in 1766 and lasted for three weeks. Her final voyage was cut short by the mutiny of the Malagasy captives on board, who had been sold to Dutch East India Company officials on Madagascar to be enslaved by the company in its Cape Colony in Southern Africa. So it's quite sad. These, these slaves are on a slave ship, mm -hmm. and they took it over. Then why is that sad? Isn't that good? <laughs> it's, just, it's funny that... That should be a good for you. This is a sad story. It's going to be. No, no. <laughs> it's sad at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really sad. These slaves escaped. <laughs> so the mutiny began under the de facto leadership of three men. The primary leader's name was unknown, but the names of the others were recorded as. Well, no. Two dudes. Two, two guys. Yeah. Uh, one of the dudes. <laughs> yeah. A man of 26 had been enslaved by the king of Tullier, now Toliera, okay. through an elaborate deception. So, they mutiny. It's going okay. 
Jesus Christ. I'm just getting into it. You can't just, you, what you should do when you research is take bits. I tried. And- no, I thought I had it. I thought I had it, and then I didn't have it. So the crew members, uh, they reached agreement with the, the slaves who overtook the ship. Mm-hmm. They, they said, spare our lives, and we'll take you back to Madagascar. Uh, wait, so... But- this truce broke down. As a result, most of those crew members were killed and all were, went overboard. The crew in the gun room were short of food and drink. And Muller decided they should try to attempt to retake control of the Mirmen, okay? So, but they're on the boat. The crew members, it gets overtaken, but some of them hide in rooms. Is yes, this what you're saying? Yeah, that, okay. that's what I, that's, listen, I'm learning as we go on. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure you are. And uh, so 12 crewmen left the gun room shooting as they went. And uh, two of them died on the deck. The rest retreated back to the gun room where another crewman who had been severely wounded later died. Where's the fact? What was crazy, though, was the mutiny happened because they asked some of the slaves to clean the guns. That was their mistake. Ah, why would you do that? That's the dumbest thing. They were being very lazy. Hey, do you want to clean my gun? (laughs) Fucking hell. And I... I would go, yes, please. On the third day, the crew trapped in the gun room created a small explosion just outside it using gunpower. Their hope was to frighten the Malagasy into submission, and a Malagasy woman who had been held in the gun room was instructed to tell the others if they they didn't surrender, the crew would blow up the ship. The Malagasy responded by saying that they had seen the fearful effect that the explosion also had on the crew and refused to surrender. Good for them. Again, demanding they be returned to Madagascar. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. These are fucking people who deserve that respect. So uh, they agreed. They said, yeah, go back to Madagascar. Um, Then they said they they ordered the ship to sail towards Cape Agulas, the southernmost point of Africa. Muller's assessment was... uh, that the Malagasy had little skill in seafaring and navigation, and therefore would be unlikely to notice the deceptions. They said, hey, we're going back to Madagascar, but actually they're taking them uh, to We've done something Africa. like this similar before. There was another story, I think, in another episode, but it was in America where... That was Amistad. Yeah, they tricked him. Okay, so, so they're taking them back to Madagascar. So after three or four days sailing, they sighted land, the VOC settlement of Struis Bay. The leader of the mutineers was by now suspicious. The orientation of the sunrise and the birds did not match those of his homeland, which he pointed out. They get there, and the guy knows he's being fucked. Mm -hmm. He knows they're not in fucking Madagascar, because, you know, the sun's in a different place in the sky. Whatever. So they drop anchor, and the mutiny's leader, with more than 50, perhaps as many as 70 other men and women, set off for shore. They had promised their fellow Malagasy they would light signal fires on the beach and send the boats back if it was safe for them to follow. Dutch farmers had spotted the ship, observing that she was flying no flags, understood that to be a distress signal. But then it just gets really depressing. Why? What happened? Well, because they, they... They've tricked him and the Dutch come. And, and then they get them all and they take it back. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that part's less exciting. So they're sitting there and they're waiting for the signal fires. And then it just doesn't happen. And then it gets really sad. I don't even want to read what happens next, you know? Do you know? Or... Yeah, but I just thought that part was cool. Yeah, but okay, and, what, and then they just killed them all. Well, they just put them back into slavery. Ah. No, no more cleaning the gun. No, they didn't get to clean any more guns. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> wow, the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> heard, actually. The if stupidest you're thing, enslaving the someone. The stupidest thing I've ever heard. 
Mm. Is having slaves in the first place. Thank no, you very much, okay, Red yeah. Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But Red's the dumbest thing I've ever heard is letting your slave clean your gun. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? <laughs> if anyone listens and has slaves, do not let them clean your weapons. Even if you can't be bothered to do it yourself. We all, no one likes to clean their guns. If anyone's listening and is a it's, slave, get a weapon. It's not no one likes to clean guns. It's a boring, it's a thankless task. But as demonstrated by this ship, you you do it yourself all the time. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know how to clean mm. a gun though. I'd be worried I'd shoot myself. Well, you just make sure there's no bullets in it. But then there'd be if there's people who are like, "Oh, I'll do it for you." I'd probably say, "Yeah, yeah, okay, you do it." What someone that you've got in chains and you've like killed their whole family? <laughs> Maybe not though. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Not getting near my gun. I like that you're not saying you wouldn't put someone in oh, chains no, no, and no, kill their whole family. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but if I did do that, if if I did, I wouldn't I wouldn't give them my my weapons to clean. Yeah, it's very sad. Mm. That's the thing about history is it doesn't always go the way you want it to. No, and it's already happened, so there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, You're sort of sat and long bone idly, sort of reading it in broken English off a phone. Um, long term, passing it off as entertainment. The one thing you can do long term <laughs> is zoom out. Historically, you can zoom out far enough. The mm. history is. Not yeah. depressing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You zoom out every like hundred years, like, oh my god, look at everything that's been invented. You know, like yeah, you can, like you can look at history that way, and that's cool. You get the you just you get the montage, and but when you look to at the, the nitty gritty of oh, it, it's, it's just people treating people horrifically. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's so bleak. Well, when people look back on like old England, they're like, we used to just play in the garden for hours. And did, did did we? And yeah, no one, no, no one ever mentions the words you used to probably say whilst playing. You know, before. <laughs> Before Britain developed like their naval fleet, which was quite recently, mm -hmm. they weren't even taken taken seriously, like as a world power. No, there's this idea that England was this world power forever. It no, wasn't, no, 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 only up on like 1700s. No. Before that, yeah, the, the Ottoman Empire was killing it. They wouldn't even visit. No, of course, here. but we didn't even. Romans came, Vikings came. You know, we weren't like when we got the ships. That's when uh, the, the we got more money. Well, because you, you pillaged India and you stole, yeah. stole all of India's wealth. That was where, Not all of it. That was where most of the money came from that yeah. popped up the West. And what, China as well? The, the, what was it called? Yeah, the, the Poppy War? Yeah. Opium Wars? Well that's, where, well, that's where China didn't want to make opium anymore because it was killing their people. And then Britain went there and said, no, 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 we think actually you should keep growing opium. You really should, yeah. Just like a, like a fucking pimp. Yeah, when we got the ships, that's when uh, I think our, our toxic side, it was... Uh... Ironically, now every seaside town is so fucking depressing. Like, they used to just be, that's where the wealth came in, right? Every port. But that's where you'd holiday. You ever go to Portsmouth? Yeah. You know, not, like, I like the people, mm. but it, it doesn't have the happiest vibe. No, it's the same, like, you, I remember being in uh, Blackpool in winter, and watching a like inflatable just smashing around across the beach and you're like oh this is bro but like, nice places but like Ryanair I think is kind of fuck them because they used to be where everyone would holiday yeah and now you can go now a train to Blackpool is probably like the fact that I can go to Tulum return for 450 pounds yet to go get the train to Devon is 110 pounds return yes that's fucking insane yeah I'm better off going to Tulum than I am to Blackpool. What's it to Blackpool? Probably 200 quid from here. Yeah, if you buy on the day, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous.
thank you. Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa Red. Mm. Grandpa you got, Red. Is, you, got, you got any more facts that you don't know that you want to read badly off your phone? I Listen, actually... Whilst I sit and uh, despair at what my life has become. Calm down, Grandpa Red. <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, in... Indonesia. Uh, it's uh, not my fault. A boy I, who was with his dad. I who, might have dyslexia. Wait, the dad was king. I, I might have dyslexia. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a child's play sometimes. You're going, okay, go on, yeah. Say the line. Your life is a child's play. <laughs> Your entire life is a child's play. Look at what I wrote. Oh, very good. Okay, what else? Why are you just you got a picture of a woman up on your phone? That's Mozart. He's not a woman. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got Mozart facts. Do you know it, or are we going to just read the... I got Mozart facts. Okay. Mozart returned to Salzburg after the Mozart family grand tour of Europe. Wait, so he was from a family musician, so they're like the Jackson 5. <laughs> I wasn't like the Jackson 5. <laughs> was well, Mozart's family touring with him? Like, well, they, with... they went around with him. He was the main dude, though. Mm, well, yeah, he was Mozart. Of course he was the main dude. you know about Mozart? <laughs> I know. But, uh, what do you think about him? Um, he did that Who Let the Dogs Out song. That was him, wasn't it? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did a bunch of symphonies and uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, which they adapted recently. I know he's a classical musician from Austria, was he? Was he Austrian? That's, you, know, you don't have a clue either. Idea. No, he's, he, yeah, he the was. world's worst <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and, no, there's, and there's some bad ones. So this takes some... To, what we're doing now is impressive. Oh, he, was, he was born in the Holy Ro Roman Empire. Okay. Which is now Austria. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure most people have turned off right now. But he if you're still here, you're a stronger person than me. He showed prodigious <laughs> ability from, from his early childhood. Yeah. He was already competent on the keyboard and violin. He composed from the age of five and performed before European royalty. His father took him on a grand tour of Europe and then three trips to Italy. At 17, he was a musician at the Salzburg court, but grew restless and traveled in search of a better position. So he was like Greta, but with talent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was... brought joy instead of misery. Not that I think she's doing a bad thing, but we'd rather hear her play a little song on a keyboard, wouldn't we? <laughs> what if she could do both? That she should do both, and she should occasionally go. The world's ending, whilst you know, just in, just make the message a bit more fun. Yes, maybe a little, uh, a little drum kit, or no, just a keyboard, I think, and then just sort of do the message. You've ruined my life. Being able to do anything musically makes it more impressive. Like musical comedy, the bar, like there are great musical comedians, but the bar is lower. Like because you can just play a song, and it can be amusing, and people think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and also you don't bomb because you're covering silence. There is no awkwardness. So yes. everyone can just sit into it, and you just play. Yeah, I do think that with comedian, I've, I've yet to see a musical comedian where I go, you don't, you couldn't do this with. You know what I mean? Like you need the guitar. I don't know. I I know lots. Really, I I, I know lots too. Then, you, they're fuck probably it. Your, they're, you, they're great. All no, of but them they're your great. friends, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Shit, I know they are. <laughs> Shit. Um, that's why I'm. So, I was saying that as a joke. <laughs> I think. I think when I see it, I go, "Fuck, you're talented, and uh, and look in good shape." Yeah, they yeah. say the same back to you <laughs> no, while they snickering. They say the first bit. Wait, but. Um, uh, Speaking of that, where, I heard that you went viral. There's a video of you in a gym oh. working out. No. So there's a, my gym, there's a really ripped guy who's very good at boxing and he films himself doing workouts. And he posted one and I'm in the background. I was caught in a candid moment 
But I was having downtime, so I, was, I wasn't in full beast mode. <laughs> and so I'm like lightly hitting the bags. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Don't you punch the bag once and then walk well, away I, I and walk then come away back? And I do this like strut and then tap my hands together <laughs> at, at one point. Uh, so it was quite embarrassing. But yes, yeah, Sunil Patel uh, got his hands on it and sent it around. I believe he sent it to Harriet. Where did he find it? Um, it was on Insta, so I was at the gig and I was just scrolling on Insta and I was like, oh, he's put up, the Jim had put up a video and then I just saw in the background, I went, oh Yeah, that's no. tough. But yeah, Ishan, um, Ishan messaged the guy and said, can I have the video? <laughs> and the guy just sent it to him. So there's a good level of trust at that gym. Yeah, like Mozart, mm. you've traveled around spreading your abilities. Yes, I have. I've been to Blackpool. Um, I have been to, um, I'm going to, that's me beeping that out, um, in July, um, where else have I been? Estonia, I did a gig there, I remember being in Estonia and seeing a sign that said, um, Russia, 100 kilometers, and I was like, ooh, scary. Well, they were all terrified of Russia in Estonia. That makes sense. What I found, yeah, and I think, yeah, fair enough, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, Mozart died at 35. That's a bit sad. That is sad. That's a year older than me. Yeah. Fucking hell. Do you think you're on track to... No. Why would you say that? Because <laughs> you, you, you always had that joke. What was it? Where you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. talked yeah. about the, how you'd look at famous people and be like... Oh, no, no, but that doesn't end with me dying. That ends with me being 88. Oh, no, I didn't it? mean on track to die. I meant on track to succeed like Oh, yeah, oh, no, no, oh, de no, definitely. There's, there's... No, not die. I'm hoping for a part was... in your um, in your, in your series of the Vikings under 16. <laughs> uh, you could play a corpse. One of the... You could play... One of the dead elders. Yeah, one of the dead elders who they don't get rid of his body because the little kids like to sit on it as like a couch. <laughs> <laughs> You just have to lay there all day yeah, yeah, naked yeah. while kids sit on you. <laughs> and I intimacy coordinate it. <laughs> no, no. It sounds so horrible. The worst show ever made. No, it's the best show ever made. The thing is, there's a real, like, there's a real thrust to it. Because it's like, yeah, it's it's about, you know, that period in history that got, has forgotten about when mm. it was just all kids. Isn't Euphoria basically like that? I've seen bits of it. Like, Rosie watches it. And I just go, this is just 16-year-olds, like... It's, it's not making it's, out it's, it's like 25 other. year olds pretending to be yeah but i go who's what the fuck you know i just like 16 years doing k and having sex is what it seems yeah like. i seems also like just don't time. care about teenagers and they're you know what i mean no teenagers like, problems are so annoying yeah, you just go who I, cares i used to really care when i was a teen and even my 20s i loved like a good teen like coming of age story mm. then they just reached a day where i watch anything like that now and i'm like i don't yeah. Oh, your mom's nice, but you you blame her for your dad leaving? It's your dad's fault. Can we just jump to the part where you realize yeah. it's your dad's fault? Well, when this they're together so and they end, they end the movie together and you're like, yeah, but you're 16. So you're not going to stay together. In rare cases, people do, which is cool. But um, you're not... Mo most, most case scenario, at the end of the movie, she cheats on him when she goes to university. Yeah. You know, or he cheats on her. You know? Or they cheat on each other. Cheat on each other. At the same time. Or they just split up and go, look, we were really young and they never speak again, you know? Because mm -hmm. when you're young, you think it matters. You think everyone is your best, like your, your friends are going to be your friends forever. Yeah. 
not often the case. And actually, it's quite unhealthy to maintain a school friendship group forever, I think. Do you know what I mean? A whole group. Yeah, when you go... No, I get... Have you guys just been sat in this forever? Yeah. Well, that's what most people do. It's funny, there was a group (laughs) of my school... That's your way of justifying not talking to your school friends. No, no, no. It would be unhealthy if I was to be friends with you. (laughs) But, Red, we've reached out. It would not be healthy for me. There's a group who were, like, older than me at school, and they were, like, cool guys. They're still all friends, and it's fucking sad. Yeah, because they still think they're like we're, we're the guys. It's like but, no, you're not. But that would be so amazing to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to tell him. I'll tell him. Um, but what if Red? But if they are invited you in? No, I just I, they always put pictures of each other on there, and I go, I want to comment. Cool to see you all branched out. Yeah, take you know, down. take him, take him down. Are you going to pass out in a minute? No, I just started yawning. <laughs> You thought it was last week. I got really tired. You were very tired and very sleepy, boy. I got, I which just, would be fine if it wasn't for the cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a moment. No, I just had a. I have moments. You do. I, I do research. As a working father, I get tired. <laughs> working on what? I Not work, your research. A working That's father. Sure. You were on a show, TV show, the other day. Nearly got punched in the face. Can't talk about it. <laughs> can't, Say, can't talk about okay. it. Okay. Until it comes out. Okay, okay. And then I'll tell the story on the Patreon. Okay. Okay, did you know in 1766, Henry Fordrynier mm-hmm. was born? Who's, Who's that? Henry Fordrynier, you're probably Is that asking. Henry Ford, and he changed his name. No, no. That means he would have been like 140 when he was doing that car shit. Okay. Henry Fordrynier. Mm hmm. He was a paper-making entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He invented the paper wheel thing. <laughs> okay. You just found that now, didn't you? No. That wasn't part of your research. You just scrolled through. No, just let me get there. Okay. He invented a machine that created like <laughs> rolls of paper. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then you could print a big piece of paper. Because you ever have it where you're writing something and you think, oh. I need more paper. I need more paper. This guy made rolls of papers. Then you could write across the whole roll and have like a giant scroll. Yeah. And you could cut it up and then make books. So not loo roll. This is just paper this roll. This is paper. Yeah, that's mm. what he made. He invented a big paper roll. That's pretty cool. I've never done anything, invented anything. No. No, you haven't. No. Yeah, I invented this podcast. That was me. You, you did. <laughs> but the invention, it cost 60,000 pounds and caused the brother, they went bankrupt. And then... Uh, well, 60,000 back then is what? A big 60 amount. 60 million now. Yeah. Because of some laws, it was difficult to protect the patent on his paper thing. So everybody stole his idea mm-hmm. and he didn't get any money. Oh, no. Isn't that funny? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he invented this cool big paper thing because it made paper easier to make, mm-hmm. but then he didn't get any money. But then, in 1839, a petition was brought before Parliament, and in 1847, pounds was paid to him and his family. Well, they're still 53,000 down. Yeah, they didn't really come out on top. They gave to the world a gift and received back nothing. But it was just a hard thing to patent, I think. They, they yeah, patented yeah, it yeah. wrong, so... Yeah. How annoying is that if you invent something mm-hmm. and you like think like you're giving the yeah, you're giving the world a gift, as you said. 
and then your reward for it is to go bankrupt. Everyone steals your idea and makes money off it. Mm. That'd be fucking infuriating. Mm-hmm. And it's paper, which means you're just walking around like I. You've know. I'm sure you've. Mm-hmm. We've all known comedians who've quit comedy, and you run into them, and then you say, "How are you?" And they say, "Comedy's not a meritocracy." Like they just like really get in there. Yeah, and they're all, just fucking they angry. Go, I've never been happier. God, I was sick of the egos and the bullshit and the fucking politics. Yeah. And you're like, or, or you. <laughs> You couldn't do it. Yeah, you just couldn't. And I get them. It's full of scumbags, you know? So is life, though. Life is full of scumbags. In comedy, I've met some of the best and worst people, you know? Yes. People that make you want to commit suicide because you just go, is this humanity? And some of the worst. And and people people who are good, you know? But, like... This um, guy, we had to walk around being bitter because he's bankrupt. You give him the world this big paper thing. Enjoy your paper roll. So he, he picks up a fucking book. <laughs> he can't even read a book because it reminds him of like yeah. the injustice. Of he the can't fact wipe that, his ass. Yeah. He's like, this is a no paper household. They're like, hey, man, computers haven't been invented yet. How are we going to do that? He's like, we don't write. We don't read. And that'd be funny if he stopped wiping his ass in protest and then... Started invented the B day by mistake, and that got stolen from him as yeah. well. <laughs> it's just a hose. You can't patent this. <laughs> Fuck. Another thing. <laughs> yeah, just walking around and inventing, inventing shit. stuff of protest. It just keeps spiraling. Yeah, <laughs> baby wipes. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. He's like, uh, then he's like, you know, it's it's good to be first or to be best. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a lot easier to be first. That's like a famous quote. Yeah. And then he's like, I was first, actually. Yeah. I was first. And he's still... And I was the best. And everyone stole from me. And the only person talking about him is us. Yeah. Well, I haven't forgotten you, Henry Fournier. On that note, we would like to end. We wouldn't like to end. We're going to go record our Patreon episode now where we have some hot stories. We have some hot stories from listeners. So thank you very much for that. Thanks to our super genius Patreons. Christopher, Matthew, Spencer. Thank you to Red for... Um, Being here, sitting through this. Thank you for That was actually a great app and Red's pretending it wasn't great. Okay. I will be doing next week's research so we can have a good one. I'll Goodbye. see you soon. Bye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also, I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks to Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.